0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: This is a Football Friday edition of
0: Dirt and Sprague. There's glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook.
2: All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems.
1: Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader. 1080 The Fan. 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Happy Friday to y'all. What is, uh, what's the most ridiculous item in your house I could get you to be upset about losing? I was thinking about this because I see people on the internet losing their their damn minds over gas stoves. Wait, yeah, like, it's a thing now. Like a trivial thing or some kind of, like... I love my gas stove. I mean, it's... Well, I do, too. I miss my yeah. gas stove, an electric one. But, like, also, like, if somebody was like, yo, let's just use electric, I'd be I, okay. I, 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 It doesn't really impact my life in any way. I still cook no. noodles on a stove with a flame or with an electric <laughs> burner. So I was more curious, like, what is the thing that would finally get a human to go, I don't care? Because gas stoves, I thought, would be a line, and here we are yelling at each other on the internet about gas stoves. Like, what is the thing that gets you to go... From, like, come and take it to, okay, I don't I don't really care. That's a good question. I don't think there is anything anymore. I think everything is contentious. What about your dryer? Oh. Don't. Uh, what are you telling me to do, hang dry my clothes? Because then we'll fight. <laughs> no, now that I'm on my 30s. I, I might be more defensive over my dryer anything else? than anything else. See, I'm, I'm more defensive over my washing machine than my dryer. It's yeah. like the washing machine is more important. I... Hate. It is one of my pet peeves. It makes my skin crawl to say it out loud. I hate putting on wet clothes. Bothers well, we, me. Why do you put on wet clothes? Like you know, if you ever put a a big load in, yeah, and then the big load is still wet. Oh, you mean like damp? I got you. Not like full on dripping. No, oil, why don't but... you just keep drying it until it's dry? No, I do. I'm just saying you take the load out, <laughs> yeah, and then when you start like flinging around it. it's yeah. still a little damp okay i and mean you... i hate that too i usually just put it back i don't ever put it on i just put it back in the dryer you've never put a shirt on that's <laughs> <No>. slightly damp <laughs> no i feel the clothes as i take them out and if they're still wet oh. i put them back in the dryer i got no time for that business <laughs> we're just grabbing the big hunk of them and putting them in the bin and going upstairs to fold the house we bought in uh, last april we moved into it has a more modern washing machine and the dryer is from like 1974. And I thought initially when I moved in, like I might have, we might have to go get a new dryer. This dryer looks like it's going to go kaputs any time. And it's not the best of dryers, don't get me wrong, but it gets the job done. It grinds, it works hard. Mm. Sometimes you got to recycle the load, and you got to hey, yeah, let's get another twenty minutes on that timer. But it eventually gets the job. done. I just don't like a dampen load. That's all I'm saying. And I don't want to hang dry. <laughs> wow, might be a drop there. Uh, one thing that I am willing to go to battle. You guys for, are disgusting. That, you know, I'm get your head out of the dryer. Drying my clothes. Um... The uh, on-demand hot water heater is something that I would... That's a very underrated one, my man. I'm telling you. That's a a good one. Since I moved out of my apartment and the last two houses we've lived in, they both just have the tanks. Like, I miss my on-demand water heater from my apartment. That's fair. If you knocked on my door and you said, yo, we're trying to make things better environmentally or whatever, and you're like, we have to confiscate your hot water heater, and you've got to use this... Yeah, we might no. fight. We might fight, and I'm like, you know what? Why don't you regulate the major companies before you come knocking on my door? Like, I like my 30 minute hot showers. Sorry, uh, all the you environmental people out there, you probably get a bunch of texts. Like Jordan, get the hell out of here. I nope, I love. Yeah, em. you got to have a powerful water heater. That's very true. As a bath guy, sometimes if it's at the end of the day and you've done like a load of dishes, the wife's taking a shower. Like I'm, I don't have as much hot water as I normally do, and it doesn't quite pack the same punch when I mm-hmm. drop my bath bombs into my bath. You're a bath bomb guy. You bet your ass I am. You feel how smooth my skin is? It's delightful. So do you have the little stand like the? It just keeps your laptop there, so you can watch uh, <laughs> you your movie your right ass in front. Of you. I do. That a baby? You bet that's your right. ass? I do. I watch games in there all the time. My little rubber ducky. Do you smell like the entrance of a Victoria's Secret? I think I do. Yeah, because that's all I think about with bath bombs is they're they're mainly scented towards <laughs> like girls or women, <laughs> and I just now I'm picturing you as Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> And then all I like think I'm really in a bath bomb and just dropping like four bath bombs into your bath so you can sit and watch a football game time for your jazz bath dirt hey, hey. we got bourbon smelling or nacho smelling bath bombs that's a good shark tank idea right there Dude, Dude, yeah, yeah, the that's they have that now with the soaps you can get like pine tar smelling soap I have that so I've been a big or I've lately like the last like year and a half I've been huge organic real soap not you know bottled Uh, major company soap because there are actual chemicals in some soaps that don't go right with my skin. My skin gets dried out. So I've been using these organic ones. That's why I was so excited to see Herbie on the Squatch commercials because I I actually buy that soap. I mean, my wife got me a bar of, they have a Herbert soap. Did you know that? I did not know that. They do. They have a Herbert soap and it smells. You want to come smell me? Do you rub your soap all over your body or do you put it in your hands and then rub? I go bar to body. Oh, so you're putting Herbert in places that's awkward. I use a loofah. That's, I, that's an underrated th- yeah. I use a rag. I usually have, like, a wash rag. <laughs> um, but my wife has noticed this, so she bought me some for Christmas, and she got this uh, Duke Cannon one.
2: Yes, that's what I
1: use for my hair, yeah. Yeah, so they're organic. They got this real stuff, right? She bought me the most interesting, the fragrance. We have a Bush Light one. We have a Buffalo Trace. Like, it's bourbon and it's alcohol, and it smelled fine at first. Like, it kind of had a rugged, tough guy smell. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, uh. I've noticed, though, as I've used it, and the soap's getting smaller, it's a huge bar. <laughs> I've noticed that I feel like when I'm putting it on, I'm starting to smell like my Uncle Greg. <laughs> and if you ever smelled my Uncle Greg, you realized Uncle Greg smoked two packs of heaters a day. It has kind of a cigarette cigarettey smell hint to it now. And I'm kind of in this awkward place where there's too much to throw it away. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of, like, extra deodorant. I got some new (laughs) cologne for Christmas. I feel like if I don't use those, I'll just smell like a cigarette. (laughs) I would say cigarettes go well with light beer. I'm kind of really curious how this smells, like a Natty Light. It, bar it, of soap. It smells better than it would sound. Because of all the smells that you can sell me on, bushlight threw me for a loop. Bushlight might be near the bottom of the barrel. I was like, "Why is there bushlight flavor?" And she goes, "I don't know. I just grabbed a few, and I thought you'd like them. One of them is Buffalo Trace bourbon. I mean, that just yeah, the bourbon I more so get." but like a smelling like a cheap beer. Is that like hoppy smelling? Which cheap beer isn't even hoppy, Uh, so that's not even... I'm being genuine. Going back to like college, it makes me want to like vomit. Okay, here's a good throwback for people our age or even a little older. Think about when you used to walk into a breakfast restaurant and they would say, smoking or non-smoking? And you'd smell and see the smoking... That's what it kind of smells like when I'm p- applying it to my body. That doesn't sound like a good soap. It's a little bit of an odd thing. I think you need to be honest with your wife. These are dumb soaps. They suck. Well, the Buffalo one I think is okay. The, yeah, the Bush Light, it, it might be, I don't know what to do here. It's too much soap to just throw in. It's a big bar. Massive. So Sprague's side of the studio smells like the morning after a college party in the kitchen, right? Is that kind of it what you're... It does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm over here smelling like fruits fruits and uh, flowers. You're smelling the like a flower-scented G-Stream yeah. is what you're yeah, smelling You're like. damn right. I am. remember that smell you used to get when you walked by, like, Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, I'm just kidding. Not like that. That used to bot That used to give me headaches. It was a little too strong. First of all, I could never afford to buy any of that crap. And second of all, I don't know how people just walk in there. But every hot girl that you knew in high school was like, "Oh, I love that stuff. It smells so good." And it's like, "God, I get a headache." All right, do I smell good yet? Well, my gift for about five years in a row was Axe body spray from my aunt. Just a three pack of Axe body spray. Oh, I just rocked spray it all, all over. Or man. no, no, not Axe. Uh, Bod. 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 Oh, bod. Oh, you're a Bod oh, guy. That's trash. Bod guy. Thank you. Thanks, appreciate that. <laughs> we all wore it at the age of fourteen, brother. I'm not saying I never sprayed it on my no, body. No, it's okay. I, 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 I live in a mobile home park. I understand. God, I was what I was. The smell of Axe. Do they still make Axe? Is Axe still a thing? Oh, it's prominent. Yeah, still a thing. It's prominent. Does it still smell like it used to smell? Yeah. Have they upgraded the sense of Axe at all? I mean, we've got a coworker that I think sprays a lot of that on him. I don't think. He, I think he's classier than Axe. No, I've smelled it. I yeah. I've smelled it. I mean, it's a it's a strong waff, Yeah, but I I feel like I would identify the smell of Axe. Also, based the, on like a PE locker room in high school. You know what I they, mean? Like, I want to know how they name these things nowadays. They're not naming them in traditional names anymore. <laughs> They're like giving them these random weird names. I feel like Axe has a spray that just says "women's <laughs> orgasm," and you're just like, "Okay." <laughs> Does it work? I don't know. I have to try. I'm not in that market anymore. I have to try. Wife comes home from work tonight. I got fancy. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, honey. There's the old face. <laughs> that's all it took. All this time. I go kind of fancy sense. I'm a fancy sense guy. I don't spend money on a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cologne, I'll spend money on. You rocking Stetson? What are you wearing over there? Uh, I'm a Dolce Gabbana the one. Wow, Ditto. Are you, you serious? 100%. You. Yes. We're, you all right, we're, Can I we're tell you why 20s. I like that scent? This is going to be, be the worst thing I've ever admitted publicly. The reason I like that scent is because years ago, when I went to the Blazer locker room, I kept smelling something, and these guys are half naked. By the way, you're just standing there waiting for them to put their underwear on. Yeah. And all you, sm- I kept smelling this, and I, I wanted to ask Moe Harkless, but I didn't. <laughs> I wanted to be like, "Why do you smell so good?" And I looked in his locker, and he had it. Ah. And I went, "That's the scent." And so now I have it. Okay. That makes sense. Basketball players smell amazing. They smell delightful. They they always smell good. They have great skin, and they smell delightful. Yes. A lot of lotion, a lot of cologne. You know those laundry commercials where the wife weirdly grabs the laundry and then just like, I've wanted to do that to Moe Harkless's arm before. Like, I can understand why people feel that way. Uh, Ryan says, "I love you. You guys are talking about baths. I'm not. I'm glad I'm not alone. You're not alone, buddy. We take baths. Well, um, you, you, are a bath taker. Right? I love taking baths. I, why? Uh, yeah, I not poo and baths is hilarious to me. baths are delightful. But I don't have a jet. I don't like. Yeah, just I got jets. Sitting dude. In a, I got like a jacuzzi tub. Why what? would I not sit in that once a week? I have a soak tub. I have a big deep soap tub. Yeah, but go get a good no soaks. Go get a good soak. It's soaking in my own. Soak it a year. dirt." No offense. But somebody said uh, as a middle school PE teacher, I can tell you that Axe is definitely still around. Yeah. That's yeah. a thing. There's a way to play basketball at gym during uh lunch and then go to math class and you're dripping sweat, but you don't quite smell like a sock. Yeah. Yeah, but then you overcompensate. You it, always go too far. Yeah, you always go way too much. You give it like a armpit, armpit, crotch. You know, like a like a kind of X across the chest kind of thing. And next thing you know, you're people could smell you from a mile. I, away. I was more like a waft, like a sprayed in the air, walk right through it and let, let it just kind of like stick to me as I walk through it. <laughs> I love that strategy. I do that sometimes, too. Well,
2: I mean, Is there a science behind it? Right? Is yeah.
1: that even works? Like, where does it stick? How much of the smell actually comes? Have we ever actually researched that? Because guys have been doing that for decades. I feel like if I'm in a two to three foot radius of you and I can kind of get a hint of what you smell like, you did it right. If I can smell you from seven feet, if I'm a shack Neil O'Neill away from you and I can smell you, you're too doing strong. too much. Too strong. Too much. Yeah, because it's for intimate contact. It's not for the general public. Yeah. It's for the people who are close to you. Yeah. So I get a spammer's call. Should I answer it live on uh, the air? Uh, Chef Bruce says uh, Sprague's, Sprague's problem is his load is too big. It's true. Your load's too big. <laughs> I do have big you gotta, loads. You got to lighten your load so when, it dries more efficiently. That's a good point. But, but a Smaller I, load. I let the loads build up too much so they get a lot bigger. And it's why they get so damp, I think, when I bring them out of the dryer. Well, we got a little sidetrack there. Did you wear deodorant today? Uh, I have to wear deodorant every morning before I leave because I usually hit the gym right after work. Yeah, yeah I know. And I start to smell like BO, okay. so I have to put... Yeah. Okay, you rocked it today? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Do I stink? No, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Okay. Courteous. Courteous locker room behavior. All right. Let's get back into the NFL playoffs, shall we? Let's do that. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the other... <laughs> hey, we will spray the line coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour. Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. Uh, final thoughts, predictions, and all to add on Super Wild Card Weekend. Next on the fan.
0: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On the All
1: right, good talk about smells. Hope everybody out there smelling good this morning. Everybody's bathed and washed and wearing deodorant and your Axe Body Spray. Let's get back into the NFL playoffs. We've talked a lot about these games throughout the course of the week. I think you and I are kind of in in lockstep in the games that we're most excited for. Not that it's a, you know... A unique opinion because you got three pretty large spreads in Cincinnati, Baltimore, Miami, and Buffalo, and San Francisco, and Seattle. And then you got three games that kind of feel like toss ups, right? The Chargers and the Jags, we've talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. Giants and Vikings, nobody buys into the Vikings. The Giants, are they really that good? I, I don't know, but they're in the playoffs. Uh, Colin thankfully said that Brian Dayball now won't get fired, so everybody from <laughs> New York can rest easily. And then you got the Cowboys and the Bucks as the final game on Monday night. What and an we, opinion. To go back to our quarterback conversation from earlier, Job all safe now. the eyes of the NFL are going to be on Dak <laughs> (laughs) Because of how bad he was, uh, how bad he was last weekend, and the pressure that's on him, just always as a cowboy starting quarterback. Of those three underdogs, so I'm going to roll through them. You got you got Tampa as a two and a half point dog. Yeah, you got the Giants as a three point dog, and you have the Jags as a point and a half dog. Is there a is there a money line bet that you like the most of those three? I mean, I don't because I I think they're all coin flip toss up games. They they could. I think it's almost. A, I think it's a pretty big indictment. We're not putting Dallas in the same category as San Francisco, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Personally, they're a twelve-win team. Uh, yeah, and and if you just watched them play, like when you saw them at their peak, and I know, like you could say, Sprague, they played in what was that week one or week two? And they, it was the very first week of the season. That's right. And but and Tampa just obliterated them, smothered them. It was like seventeen to three. That I mean, the first game of the year is not who you are, and your record and your season sh- say who you are. I saw a very bad Tampa team this year, and now they're depleted with injuries. But I I just I find it funny that on the Friday going into this weekend, and we won't be here on Monday, but come Monday we're all going to be wondering, man, is Dallas going to lose? There is no metrics that say Dallas should be losing this game. No, if they lose, this is Tom Brady is great, sure. Tampa's defense ain't that bad, but I think it's going to be more of an indictment on Dak or McCarthy. And I think it's telling that, again, we're sitting here talking about that game in the light and the way that we're talking about Minnesota and New York or, or you know, filling up any other game you want to get, or Jacksonville, sure. L.A. That's a good point I agree for, with. For me, though, like if I'm to bet a money line bet, I think you have to place it on the Jags as a dog. Um, the Giants, Daniel Jones is really sneaky good. You know where Daniel Jones is the best as a quarterback? Play action. He is top six in the NFL and completion percentage out of play action. Despite what some radio hosts say about Dayball's job security, it was never in jeopardy. It was ridiculous. But what he's done so exceptionally well is find ways to make Daniel Jones a competent, good quarterback. Now, he uses his legs a lot. But what he also does is he uses Barkley and company for play action passes. And when you get Daniel Jones out of the pocket and moving, the stats just tell us he's a better passer than he is standing in the pocket and trying to read the defense. Dayball has excelled in that. I have to go the Jags, though, because the Chargers have Brandon Staley. And just out of principle, that you don't reason, need to say anything else. It ain't a charge, it ain't a Herbert thing. It ain't a Derwin James thing. It ain't- it's for me as simple as one has Brandon Staley and i just don't trust him. Herbert could win, he could have a big game. We could talk about the Chargers going to Kansas City next weekend or next week. I just if i'm to make a bet on a money line dog, i don't know how it's not the jags. I'm trying to scroll back and find when the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a road playoff game. Well, they are so i also saw this yesterday on NFL Live. And I believe it was in 1992. It's <laughs> it's a random fact, but it's something to kind of keep an eye on come Monday since we won't be here do you know Dallas is like just fundamentally a different team when they play on real grass? I did not know that. They are, I want to say, either 0 for 4 or 1 in 4 this year playing on real grass, and every pass rush statistic for them drops by almost half when they play on real grass. That's a wild stat. Micah Parsons was asked about this by Ed Werder, and he he kind of shrugged it off, but he answered and he said, oh, I think they got really good grass, so we're, we're going to be okay. <laughs> we're going to be all right. <laughs> and I know that's an odd thing to like highlight, but yeah. it's weird that you've played four or five games on real grass, and the stats just tell us you're not the same team. So it's it's a small thing. It may not make or break the Tampa-Dallas outcome, but it's something to keep in mind that if you don't see Dallas getting to Brady the way that we kind of expect – yeah, It's something to keep in the back of your mind. Dallas on real grass, not the same team as when they play on turf. Yeah, you take yourself back to their playoff game last year. They they obviously lost to the 49ers in the wild card round, and that was a game that the 49ers jumped out on them early. It was 10-0 in the first quarter. It was 23-7 going into the fourth, and Dallas kind of had a furious comeback late. And, of course, remember, it ended because they decided to call a quarterback sneak to get them in a position to, I guess, take a shot at the end zone, but they couldn't. They couldn't spike the ball in time. They didn't have a timeout left. That's how the game ended. McCarthy calling a quarterback sneak or a quarterback draw, I should say. Uh, Dak picked up 15 yards, but then the ball was bouncing around. Clock expires. Game over. They lose 23-17. A Couple of the keys from that game for them. Dak a wasn't very good. He was under constant pressure. He was sacked five times. They could not run the football. Zeke had 12 carries for 31 yards, 2.6 per carry. Tony Pollard only had four carries for 14 yards. Longest the game was 8, so he's going to get way more touches He'll get way more touches than that. But I I do think for Dallas, the interesting part about this game is Tampa does have a good defense. Now, they haven't been great all season in the back end. They've dealt with some injuries, guys coming and going, and they've had some low moments. That front seven for Tampa is still pretty nasty, Mm -hmm. and they're still good against the run. And that's the thing with Dak Prescott, that if I were a Cowboy fan, would scare the living S out of me. And that is you come out, you're trying to establish a run early, Tampa's bottling you up. All of a sudden, you're putting Dak into these obvious passing situations. They got a good pass rush. A couple of the great linebackers that can get out for the quarterback. And he's under pressure and under siege. And you end up having one of these games where you let Tampa hang around longer than you should. And then you get two-minute Tom Brady in the final, you know, at, at the end of the fourth quarter that goes hurry up. And, and that's when Tom Brady's at his best. This is a game, though, to your point, like Tampa's not from top to bottom a very good team. They're below 500 for a reason. They have struggled <laughs> yeah. mightily all year. And it's one thing to lose to San Francisco when Jimmy Garoppolo, who was 16 of 25 for 170 yards and a pick in that game, not very good. They ran it for 170 as a team. But it's one thing to lose to a Niners team that we had kind of seen with that complete roster and that elite defense and that great run game and all these weapons who ended up going to the NFC Championship game. It's another to lose to a Tampa team who's below 500 who nobody thinks is going to go very far in the playoffs. One thing I'd add to that cuz you're you're right um the the PFF grades, I know it's not the end all be all. I just like to see where they kind of measure out some of these units like Tampa's secondary is seventh in pass coverage. They're like 22nd in pass rush so that from where they were in week one and what they were able to do to where they're at now is such a different team just statistically speaking when you're talking about grading out i think the other underrated part of what you're saying you go back to that game last year against dallas jimmy wasn't special in that thing he threw a really bad pick in the second it it wasn't a very high scoring game it wasn't like they went through the roof with points 23 17 this is the big difference i think for dallas to get past their wild card weekend here Mike McCarthy, eh, eh, you don't trust it that much. He ain't going against Kyle Shanahan. He's going against Todd Bowles, who had an awful year. Yep. And Byron Lefwich is not a great offensive coordinator. He is predictable. He runs the ball on every first down. I will be shocked and a little happy if he makes any adjustment to that situation. And so I think that's the that's another difference to add here. Dallas, despite what you saw against Washington and completely no-showing and screwing me out of a lot of money, <laughs> I think it's going to be different for them, and I know it's, it's not easy to want to back against Brady, but you're not talking about going against Kyle Shanahan, man, who, who maybe, maybe is the best coach in football. Yeah. You're talking about Todd Bowles and Byron Lefwich, who showed no great attributes, I thought, as coaches all year long. They didn't evolve. They didn't adapt. They just do the same things. Todd Bowles wanted to win these games ten to six. He wanted to punt at a team's forty yard line, like he's trading twenty yards of field position instead of going for the jugular with Tom Brady as his quarterback. I think I think that's an underrated part of this too is the coaching matchup. Shanahan can out scheme and out coach a Mike McCarthy. I I don't know if Todd Bowles can. I need to see it, but I I think that's something to take into effect. Comparing Dallas from last year to this year. Well, let's make some gambling picks on the games this weekend. Super Wildcard Weekend, where we add Swag Tech's at his picks in. We'll make ours and uh, we'll trade the line. Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. That zero ten eighty. That is next. First year's Jordan with Sports Center.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague.
1: Brought to you by the al Sportsbook. On
2: 1080 The Fan.
1: Sprague and the light. Sprague the light. Sprague the light. Sprague the light. <laughs> Sprague and line, brought to you by Netflix Gift Cards. Still more useful than a Sprague pick. <laughs> Zing. Sprague and line, brought to you by Brock Purdy. I may be green and inexperienced as an NFL quarterback, but I'm still better at that than Sprague is at picking games. 100% accurate. Sprague and line, brought to you by DJ Dirty Dirt. He's the blazers of DJs. A lot of hope, a lot of promise, but nothing to show for it. <laughs> DJ Dirty Dirt is just a great name, is it not? Coming up next, guys, let's get wacky and wild. <laughs> Dolly Parton. <laughs> Working nine to five. Everybody starts dancing when that comes on. You know that you do. It is a cut. It is a jam. Where? What clubs do you go to where you assume in your brain we play a little nine to five and people are going to start Working getting nine down?
3: nine to five.
1: Everybody should dance a dollar So park. little John, we're gonna go from Skeet Ski, yep. you get. DJ nine Dirty to five. Dirty Dirt. DJ Dirty Dirt plays it all. What a party. DJ Dirty Dirt goes what? from one genre to the next. You bounce around wall to wall. Yeah, but we have two artists that will not be played in that. You're damn right you yeah. do. Yeah. No Nazis allowed. Spring Live brought to you by the fan studios. Some stations run like a Swiss watch. They run more like a Kazakhstani <laughs> spaceship. You could go to space on a kazakhstan spaceship. Sprague line brought to you by Sprague's hot water heater. It's powered by burning, losing gambling slips. <laughs> Just throw them into the furnace. Sprague and Lime brought to you by Sprague the line. Officially the second highest rated sports segment on Portland radio involving gambling between 8 and 9 on Fridays. Hey, how about that? That's right. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Sprague and brought to you by I'd rather wear wet loads every day than wager on a Sprague pick. <laughs> You know, when you say it like that, I kind of see where you guys were going. See with where it. the mind goes a little yeah, bit there. Yeah. And uh, Sprague line brought to you by Dirts DJ Career. I still want him DJing my wedding over a Sprague pick. <laughs> oh, that's uh, a ballsy statement. Here's where we're at. Uh, Sprague won the weekend. Last weekend, your great year continues. Three and zero hit on the Bills, the Titans, and the Bengals. Suddenly, those texts sound stupid, don't they? Well, look at you. Hmm, what's the Although, record? Uh, you are now thirty five and eighteen and one. Wow. Uh, I went two and one. Missed on the Packers. Damn it, Packers. Hit on the Steelers and the Bills. I am 30, 23 and 1. How about that? Uh, Kevin Todd went 2 and 1. He hit on Miami over the Jets, and he also hit on the uh, Broncos and Chargers game. He missed on the over in Casey Vegas. Mm. Uh, KT is 28 and 26. And uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Jason Swigart is horrible at gambling. He uh, went 0-3 last weekend. Ooh. He bet on his Cowboys to cover against the Commanders. They got outright embarrassed. He bet on the under in Tampa and Atlanta, and they had mm-hmm. a point explosion. Yeah. And he bet on the under of Georgia and TCU, and Georgia hit the over by themselves. <laughs> the number was 63 and a half. Georgia scored 65. He is now 21-31-2 <laughs> on the season. So, uh, we're already against it. I have Swag's picks. T-Box is yours off of the birdie. Sprague, where's pick number one? Uh, I'm going to go for points. Nobody likes betting unders. They're boring. I want points. I want tuds. I'm going over 47 and a half in Chargers-Jags. I think uh, Herbert... Well, Herbert and the Chargers can pass. They pass a ton. Uh, The secondary is the weakness for Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. So, I think they can move the ball. And Doug Peterson and the Jags offense, I'd imagine, are scheming their ways to get the ball out of uh, Lawrence's hands to combat that pass rush for the Chargers. So I'm going to take the over. I think we get some points here. Okay, I like that. Always fun to root for points. My first pick's going to be uh, in the game that everybody's going to pick. I, we're all three going to take it. I'm just going to get it out of the way first. I don't see how Buffalo doesn't kill Miami. They're playing yeah. with a third-string quarterback on the road, Skyler Thompson, going into Buffalo with those elements. That atmosphere, taking on the Bills who were absolutely loaded. Yeah. I don't see how this is less than a two-touchdown game. I got the line at 13-and-a-half. I'm taking 13-and-a-half. Buffalo wins this game You know, 35-14 in my mind. I think this is going to be one of the more boring games of the entire weekend. And it's just going to be a Buffalo show. Give me the bills minus 13 and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really, we might have to go to Jordan because these picks could be super quick. I I'm also taking Buffalo minus 13 and a half. I don't really need to add anything. You just said it all right. I just there. don't see how they, I, I don't see it. No. I, I, yeah. Famous I, last words, but I just I don't know. see it. I try to do this though. I, you know, the San Francisco game, I, I, I'm trying to play this game with some of these mismatches and these spreads and some of them you can kind of talk yourself into I, it just does not exist in my brain for Miami to be within two scores, of Buffalo. With Skylar Thompson the quarterback. Skylar Thompson couldn't do anything against a— Or Teddy Bridgewater, to be know, with you. know, end of year, we've kind of quit Jets team. Yeah. Nine points. That was 9-6. to six. Well, they ended up 11-6. to six. Well, It was a yeah, horrible okay. backdoor cover, depending on where you got but it. But that was the it offense. Was a, yeah, it was a nine pitching points. safety at the end of the game. <laughs> uh, pick number two for me. You got one, Jordan, you want to throw one out? Absolutely, and this is actually well. Player pick uh, first <laughs> to start it off. I think this is an easy over. Justin Herbert one and a half touchdowns. I'm taking the over. I think the payouts about one forty. Is it uh, really one and a half? Uh, so far, I think so. I mean, if it's is it minus one forty or plus one forty? No, it's minus one forty. Oh, no, are you yeah. kidding me? No, yeah. but it's it, this is a three unit bet for me. Oh, um, gotcha. Uh, okay. No, I'm I'm thinking that this is a good oh. one to try and make some cash on. That's off. Okay. A, it's an so, underrated one, right? All right. There. Yeah. What are the other? You got two other units on top of that. You want to give me all your units? Give me your unit. Let's see the other bet that I was going for actually same as Sprague, the over on the chargers Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, that's just brother. an easy decision. I yep. feel like, there's going to be a special teams touchdown because okay. their defenses are just kind of iffy. And then, obviously, both Herbert and Lawrence are going to be thrown over the top. And then my third pick, uh, let's see, one unit on the Cowboys' Buccaneers to go under 45-and-a-half on Monday. 45-and-a-half. I like that bet. I do. I Tampa can't score on anybody. Nope. It wouldn't surprise anybody if Dallas got off to a bad offensive start. You say 44-and-a-half's a half's number? Yeah. It, okay. What was it, 19-3? to three? And I know that was week one, Dak went out, but sure. I, just, I see a very similar matchup in, in this week one of the playoffs. Well. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I'm going one other big spread. I'm staying away from the Cincinnati Baltimore game, uh, but I I tried to talk myself out of it all week, and I just I can't do it. I know mm-hmm. the weather's going to be weird. I know it's going to be funky. I don't really care. I, I've seen this game twice. My eyes have not lied to me. I've gambled on the 49ers both times these games have happened. I've won money on them both times that they've happened. And I know the spread's a little bit bigger, but they're playing at home. They're loaded. They seem to be healthy. Everybody that was on the injury report is going to play. I don't see how the 49ers don't beat Seattle by 10 points. Uh, I'm taking it at nine and a half. Give me San Francisco minus nine and a half against Seattle. It's a good weekend, I think, for people that want to tease teasers. You're just getting points, so you you bring it down, right? So Cincinnati's at eight and a half, nine and a half. You get a six-point teaser, seven-point teaser. You get to two and a half. That's what a teaser is for people going, what the hell is a teaser? It's a good weekend for that, I think, for the big favorites. I don't necessarily disagree with your niner pick at all. Just for fun, because I'm going to tease them up. I'll take the Giants at plus three. Oh, okay. I think there's value there. I thought they played really well. Minnesota's defense sucks, and uh, it's Minnesota at home where everybody's going to walk in and instantly go, "I'm already oh. clenching," and they haven't even kicked it off. So I'll I'll take the Giants coming in there with not really much to lose and having a real feel that yeah we we can do this against them. Okay, Giants plus three. I like that. Last one for me. Um, this this is new year, new me. Okay, new year, new me. You know, you know me very well. we worked together for over 10 years now. I hold grudges with the best of them, and I'm very spiteful. I'm very vengeful. I don't forget things when I've been crossed. And that comes to my work-life balance and also to gambling. And I have a traditional problem of when a team burns me bad, I take it out in a vengeful nature of saying, I'm never going to gamble on you again. Mm-hmm. There is a team that cost me a lot of money last weekend, a lot of money. That team is the Dallas Cowboys. Same easy. Why can't they just beat the Commanders? I don't know. That mm. pissed me off. But you know what? We move on. New year, new me. We evolve. We grow. I'm on Cowboys minus two and a half this weekend. Old dirt. and against Tom Brady. Old dirt mm. would tell you. Would tell you, you never gamble again on the Dallas Cowboys. They have cost me more money than any NFL team over the last three years, and it's not even close. Not even close. They've knocked me out of survivor pools back-to-back years. Every time I gamble on them, they win. Every time I gamble against them, they lose. The whole thing. I cannot win money on the Dallas Cowboys. It all changes this weekend. And if they don't get the job done, I'm never gambling on the Dallas Cowboys again nice. until I gamble on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, again. I say, you already said that. And Give what? me the Cowboys minus two and a half at Tampa Bay. I can't wait for week one after they burned him. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I'll take the Cowboys minus six. There's no <laughs> chance the Eagles do it again this, this year. This all started, honestly, in week one. I hit every bet I made in week one on the NFL season. I hit a big parlay. I was feeling great. And I said, you know what? I'm going bold and I money lined Dallas Cowboys against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they lost. <laughs> it <laughs>
2: that, all started in week close. one. You
1: knew that was over. Oh, right? it was over. A quarter in. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't move the football, they couldn't get a first down. All right, here we go. Swag. Uh, This should terrify me and anybody else who's betting on these same teams because he can't can't hit water if he fell out of a boat right now. Uh, He's on the 49ers as well, minus 9.5 against Seattle. He's also on the Bills, minus 13.5 against the Dolphins, so Godspeed to all of us. And He is taking the Bengals, minus 9.5 against the Ravens. That's exactly what you should do. You're 10 games below five let Let's gamble on nothing but the giant favorites. Uh, Sprague, (laughs) reminder, you were on uh, over 47.5 Chargers and Jags. Uh, You also like the Bills, minus 13.5 and the Giants, uh, plus three at Minnesota. Yes. Uh, I'm on two of the big favorites, Buffalo 13.5, San Francisco 9.5, and, and I'm taking the Cowboys. Bring them on, baby. The Dallas Cowboys, minus 2.5. Happy Cowboys! And then uh, our boy Jordan Schultz over there is on Herbert over, 1.5 touchdowns. The over in Jacksonville and L.A., 47.5, and, and the under in Dallas and Tampa, 44.5. I mean KT's picks, so I'll tweet those out. Okay, we'll tweet out KT's picks. Sprague and live brought to you by Tom Brady, just like Tom Sprague is the best in under two minutes. We'll close it up, send you off in your weekend next on the Fa-
2: This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray,
3: Brought to you by the
2: ALNA Sportsbook.
0: On 1080 The Fan. looking forward
2: to the weekend. fun, fun, fun. Looking forward to the weekend. There you go.
1: Fist pumping your way into the weekend every single Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, quick reminder... We we uh, we get MLK Day off, yes. It's a company holiday, yeah. So I, I apologize in advance. You don't need to text us or tweet us. We will not be here on Monday morning. Uh, we do not get fired, at least as far as we know. And we will be back on Tuesday morning. Jordan has the look of a, uh, on his face of like, well, you never know in this. Yeah, you, ne- you never know. <laughs> I've lived through so much here in this <laughs> short life that I've had in radio. And I'm Portland. the oldest yeah, thirty three year old <laughs> you'll ever meet. In your pretty life. much. <laughs> Welcome to radio. Ah, oh, we talked a lot in the first hour about your Portland Trailblazers dropping another winnable game last night after leading for about 97% of it. Yeah. And uh, the losing streak continues. The bummed-out fan base continues. And now they welcome the Dallas Mavericks to town tomorrow. Back-to-back. To back. They get a back-to-back Saturday night, Sunday night, uh, 6 o'clock on Sunday, I believe 7 o'clock tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I do. I am a fan. Uh, I know a side note. We're all depressed, and they're probably going to lose both those games. I am a fan of the – I love the back-to-backs in the NBA. I like this. I want more series. I think it, it creates a little more animosity, a little excitement. Like, you beat a team, could you beat them again? If you lose, you got the chip on the shoulder. I love that the NBA's doing this. Well, you you know, look, it's it's a tough season and schedule with that sport physically on these guys, and I think if you can, despite playing back-to-backs, limit the travel, yeah, I'd rather them have back-to-backs so they can stay in one Might city. Well. Why play Dallas now and then wait again for three weeks to play them when they're already here? It's it's always odd when that happens, isn't it? It's like when they played, um, who, who did they already play all their games against? Was it Phoenix, where they, like, played Phoenix Might be, um... weirdly three times in the first 15 games? It's like... Okay, because he did a back to back and got that, and then just waited a while for you played him again. Right. Like, can we see him now? While they're while they're sucking too, maybe that's a chance for a win for us. I, I think it's going to be. You can look at the roster and you can conclude that yes, this team is not Dallas. This team is not Phoenix, or not Phoenix, but like you know whoever Memphis, whatever. That's easy. I, I I'm to the point now. Like coaching, I was not on the fire stots train the way some people were. Because I don't blame everything on coaching. No, but at some level, Chauncey Billups has to make something happen. He's got to make a difference, and there are little things he can do. First of all, we almost should applaud the fact that he used a challenge last night, and it was a good challenge. It's a good challenge, and it was one that got overturned. It didn't matter because Cleveland came back and won, but <laughs> took three points off the board. Like that dude just goes home with challenges in his back pocket. Like they're going to – he can use them at the end of a year like their vacation <laughs> rollover days. Use them with the wife at home. <laughs> and it bothers me. Timeouts, the same thing. He doesn't utilize timeouts to stop runs when I think he should. Last night he at least used timeouts. okay, now what are you going to do against Dallas? Because Dallas is coming and feeling real good about where they're at. Luke is playing all-time level stuff. MVP in my mind. I'd personally like to see it shake up in the starting lineup. If it's going to bruise an ego, dude – don't watch it. Let it bruise an ego. This is a sport where you need to be ego to succeed. And if Josh Hart is going to be upset because he comes off the bench and actually helps a unit that needs help, you know what? So what? I, I just I don't care anymore. They need to make something happen. There's got to be changes in those little ways. You can't just keep losing these games and go to the podium and be like, I don't really know the differences. Or, hey, the ball didn't bounce our way. No, it's a little more than the ball didn't bounce your way. You didn't get stops defensively. You got a guy too scared to shoot. Like, there's a little more to it than saying the ball didn't bounce your way. You gave him another double-digit lead. So I- I'd like to see Chauncey do something different. Just try something because what you're doing right now, it's the definition of insanity. Yeah, when you lose one or two games or, you, you know, you have a, a maybe a rough week you could say, "Hey, we're just not getting bounces right now. Shots—we're getting the shots we want. They're not falling. Their looks are going in. It's just one of those things, right? Eventually, that will even out." The 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 fact that I keep coming back to is Portland started out the season ten and four. They got out of the gates at a great start. Since then, they are what nine and eighteen now. Nine and eighteen. Yeah, this is a little more than just like in their last whatever twenty-seven games. Like a little funk. This is going on for a while. That's over a quarter. Of the, I mean, that's a huge chunk of your season. You're yeah. you're you're encroaching on almost half of your season there. You're at twenty-seven going on thirty games, where you're almost ten games below five hundred after a, after a great start. So that's not just hey, the ball didn't bounce our way. It's not like they've only lost five in a row. They're, they've lost. <laughs> They're 9-18 since that 10-4 and 4 start. So something's got to change. I'm with you. Dallas in town for two. They ran oh, more nice pick Saturday and roll, incident. and how good did the offense look? They're they looked good, man. How about that? Dame went for 50, and they wasted another Dame game, so yeah. that was fun. <laughs> well, hopefully they can uh, give us something to cheer about this weekend. Enjoy the wild card weekend, everybody. I hope you win all of your bets. Uh, I got KT's. He loves the Chargers at 2.5. Oh, okay. Bill's first half, which... I thought in this contest we eliminated half-bets because I would have been all over some first-half bets. But I'm going to count anyway. What's the Bills' halftime line? Minus seven. Minus seven. I I got it. I'm going to tweet it out here. And then Giants plus three. Giants plus three. All right, there you go. Uh, there are our Sprague line picks. We'll tweet them all out. Have a great weekend, everybody. Reminder: we are off on Monday for MLK Day. We'll be back on uh, Tuesday morning to break down everything that happens in Super Wildcard Weekend. Got some leftover notes that we didn't even get to on today's show. The Blazers are playing a couple of games that will be a loaded Tuesday. Thanks for being a part of our Friday. If you missed any of the show, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com, at Dirt and at 1080 to the Fan. We will talk to you Tuesday at 6 a.m. Calling us next. You're listening at to 1080 to the Fan.